It's time for another episode of Badoogie All-Stars with your host, Tecmo Super Bowl, Nixon the Grouch, and 2-4 Offsuit. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 27 of Badoogie All-Stars. This is Nixon the Grouch. This is 2-4 Offsuit. This is TJ. What? Don't you... You're not Tecmo. Wait. <laughs> Just oh. kidding. Are you early? No. It's not I'm not late. For, well, you're not. T- it's not time for hugging the rail yet. Well, um, Tom's busy. That's right. He Tom, so, Tom is in is the World Series of Poker, not winning. I mean, no spoilers. Not winning triple draw <laughs> events. While he may or may not be wasting money playing tournaments, I decided I'd record with you guys. He still has one triple draw tournament to play, right? No, no, he doesn't. Nope, nope, no, he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I said, no spoilers, but he did not cash. Play, wait, he didn't play. He played. He did play. Not he played for, a lot of not tournaments. For his, not for as long as I would have hoped, but he played. Ah, sigh, sigh. Some, oh boy. some part of of my genius decided, hey, whatever you turn a tournament you play, I want a piece of it. So I threw money away, a lot of money. How much? I don't, I don't know. He he still hasn't even told me how much I owe him. I, we settled for his World Series event, and then he said, let's wait to settle because I have a bunch more tournaments and I might owe you money. And I was like, yeah. How much, how much money? How much money do I owe you? I He's... thought Tom. I thought Tom didn't drink. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like he was drinking. If he said that. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> he told me, "You better send me that triple draw money ahead of time because I'm gonna need it." <laughs> <laughs> Bubbles ain't free. Bubbles, Bubbles ain't, free. ain't free. Nice. So, uh, Bryce, what have you been up to? Not a lot. So update on the crow sprinkler because I know that is what everyone has been wondering about. It's totally working. It's awesome. The crows haven't dug up anything. The neighbors haven't gone out in their own yard because we'll shoot them with the sprinkler. Cars aren't driving by. It's pretty great. I still haven't actually seen it shoot a crow, but I'm assuming it's working. I did Uh, find a crow feather in the middle of the lawn, and I've stuck it right in the middle of the area that we're guarding to try and lure them in to retrieve it. It has not worked. Oh, I thought maybe maybe they would see that as like you made an example out of them. I was hoping it's like it's like if you like if if the army took someone's arm and stuck it in the middle, like the other side might try and come and get it back. Like, hey, that's my arm. I need it. I was thinking, <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking feathers work the same way. Yeah, maybe it's a better analogy because the crow's hopefully still alive. <laughs> well, no, I'm, I'm assuming it's not a dead person's arm, but that would be creepy. <laughs> that's, a, that's what I thought. Just a no, dismembered a, arm from a guy. Have you ever seen someone with one arm? Yeah. Do you realize that the average number of arms on a human person two is above average? Technically. <laughs> Have you ever seen anybody with three arms? No. One arm? Yes. I heard Mathematics. That, I heard that there there are people. That's entropy in action. That's. Is that your catchphrase? It was is that the, actually that was that Rich's our... catchphrase, and I stole it and added in action to the end, and now he can't use it. Does that just mean that there are random things happening? I don't know why he was using it. I just started replying to it on threads on Deuces Cracked, and then he stopped using it, and I felt like I won. <laughs> is that an Aussie slang word? Yeah, entropy. Entropy is slang for uh, a really <laughs> beautiful woman. 
<laughs> in action. That's a, that's an entropy, eh? I don't know. I, I don't know how to do the Australian accent. I, um, I call. <laughs> instead, I did my Dutch accent. Yeah, the Dutch that's accent not, was bad. What about you, Jay? What you been up to? I've been hanging around the Rio a bunch um, since the World Series started, um, meeting up with just whatever random deuces guys are in town. I mean, the founders didn't do their month-long house this year, so everyone's kind of in town at different times. So I've just been jumping in there, saying hi to people, railing a couple tourneys. I railed um, Bart's final table last night. Uh, I railed Tom for about 10 minutes, his triple draw. And oh, snap. <laughs> did you guys do a bowl of it? We did bowl? We did We did a um go to the bowling alley a mint, but don't bowl. We no one there was there was only five or six guys there. Um myself, Tom, um Wilton Tilts and one of his students that and Threads thirteen with one of his friends. Um guitarist if you know guitarist from dc it was the first time i met him it was us we ended up just drinking beer we didn't even end up bowling playing out for an hour and a half student doesn't have a name everyone else his name, is, his name is al hey al. al i don't i don't know his deuce's name hi al just kidding i don't know Al. maybe i do i don't know um where'd you guys go the orleans we went to gold coast oh the gold coast there's a lot of bowling alleys in that part of town there are a lot of bowling alleys in a lot of the casinos. That's what people do, is they go bowl. Not Clearly. TJ. <laughs> well, TJ Not... goes to bowl, but doesn't bowl. He doesn't even bowl when he's at the Orleans. Why didn't you bowl? Oh, I forgot to go to the Orleans bowling alley. Smell <laughs> test. I'll be right back. Okay. okay. We'll wait. Bring us a okay. coffee. I'll take green tea. And we're back. Sorry, we had to pause that for a second. How, how did it bowl. smell? Like like um, oil. You better, you know, so you oil. Oil. Because you don't remember. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Didn't really pause it. Um, what? I, I don't know. Don't tell her. You may not have stopped talking. TJ and I did. Did you not realize we paused? Did you think that whole story was on the show? Oh, okay. Good. As long as we cleared that up. What's, um, what's been going on with you? How How did you pay a dollar and tie your left shoe together and win a soccer thing or however that thing worked? I don't really understand. It's still going on. And what? So far, what? Yeah, still going yeah, that's on, true. That actually, that actually does sound like soccer to me. It's still going on. <laughs> it's still going They're still figuring out the equation. I just no. meant a soccer game. It's like, oh my god, there's st- that's half of it? <laughs> the clock has reached the allotted amount of time and they're still playing until someone goes, eh, we're done. That's I bet I can guess the goes. score. What? Zero. Zero zero. Nope. One one. Oh, <laughs> that's the worst thing about soccer. They play for like three years, and at the end, nobody wins. They're like they play eh. for three years. Oh, we tied. They play it for feels like it. Ninety-ish minutes. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's the ish. It's the non-specificity of the of soccer that really bothers me. Three, two, one. Three more minutes. Yep. Or so. Based, or until ish. Some, until someone's done. The referee's like, dinner's not ready yet. Let's keep this thing going. Yep. They should call it, ah, screw it time. (laughs) That's kind of what they call it. No. Stoppage time. That's the British version. I don't know. The word may be British. That accent was not the British version. (laughs) (laughs) 
So the uh, the Euro Cup is going on all month long, which is awesome. So I'm going to provide the updates until my team is hopefully out. So what I want them to do is do the worst. Out. <laughs> yeah, I, would, I want them to do the worst. That's why I bought them is because there's a prize then, for the team that does the worst. And because then you don't have to watch any more soccer because it's done. I used that joke last week. It's not do a we joke. know who it's your true. team is? It's Ireland. Ireland. So That's so far they've right. only scored one goal and they got uh, they got beat out by Spain pretty bad today. So um, They scored one goal in how many games? Two games. So, seems like a pretty good soccer team to me. <laughs> nice. So hopefully they'll they'll continue to do bad, and then uh, this weekend I'm headed up to the mountains, which is awesome because there's no soccer. There's when are you not headed up to the mountains? I've been is, going up to the mountains a lot lately. Is it for a wedding? It's not for a wedding. It's for I'll, a birthday. If he goes broken. to the mountains for a wedding, he may or may not drunk dial you and talk to you for an hour. Oh he yeah, he never calls me. Well, that's because you're on on Skype. Oh, is, that, is that the secret? I went to a, a wedding up in the mountains a couple of weeks ago, and me and my girlfriend drunk dialed TJ on Skype, and uh, she'd never talked to TJ before, and now they're besties. We is are. That, is that true, TJ? She's she's sending me her purple DC hoodie in the mail. Jordan doesn't that, know that. That is not spoiler true. Wow. That that's, is not true. So nice. I talked to her the other day, and she just said that Jordan had to pick up dog poop. Yeah. <laughs> Dog poop or rat poop? She said dog poop, but she meant rat poop. Oh. He's he's getting a little bit r- less ratty now because he's is growing his hair back, so he's not like a little. He's looking more dog like instead of rat like. Which will last until he looks rat like again when he gets another haircut, because apparently that's what you guys are going for. Well, if if he gets too long, he'll also be kind of ratty as well. So it's it's kind of a. Fine... Do you know what a rat looks like? It's, yes. that, it's that little animal with no hair or long hair. <laughs> well, it's it's different kinds of ratty. Oh, like, it looked well. The tail, looked, the tail is shortish long. <laughs> it looked well groomed. It couldn't have been a rat. They either let themselves go or shaved all their hair off. <laughs> well, when he when he's clean shaven, he actually looks like a rat. And then when he's long, his hair is just ratty. So different context there. Anyways, that that's, seems, you might want to find a different word because that seems a little confusing. Did your soccer guys think of this? Because it sounds like one of your betting things. <laughs> Bet on how ratty my dog is. Yeah. No, no, thank I, you. I think I'll I'll take the second rattiest amount and then I'll win. Is that how the? I don't. That's I don't close, yeah. Cool. Or you can just buy up all the ratty action and then you're paying yourself. Yes. Of, yes. Perfect. Can't lose the rat race. <laughs> nice, TJ. Nice. Yeah, that's better than you Tom are, would have done. Yeah, you are better than Tom. We can safely say that because Tom's not going to listen to this. Yeah, pretty sure. Um, we got any news this week? Well, be- I was going to mention Bart's final table, but now TJ let the rat out of the bag on that one. That wasn't that wasn't as good. There's not that many rat jokes, and he took the old, the good one. Um. Last I saw, uh, Death Donkey was at was down to f- the final three at his Limit Hold'em shootout table. I don't know if anything has happened since then. I don't know how to use the internet. But um, I was watching the live feed earlier. There is somebody who is grinding Candyland, and I don't know who. If anyone knows what that conversation was about, let me know. Cause I, I can't. What did you hear? I heard that someone was grinding Candyland and had found a fish. I think it was the end of the story. 
or someone was really grinding Candyland. I'm not sure. Because the variance in Candyland is ridiculous. I don't know if anyone knows that. But. No money in Candyland. Everyone's solid. No. There's plenty of money in Candyland, but you've got you to ride the variants out. It's like, I went seven games without drawing Queen Frostine. What am I going to do? And you have to deal with Gloppy the Molasses Monster. Yeah. And Lord Licorice and Grandma are reading, Nut. Are you reading Wikipedia? Yes. Okay. Is it that obvious? Or do you I just thought don't you believe were, there's the two things. There's game. either you're reading Wikipedia... Or you have memorized all of the cards in Candyland. I really used to have them all down. Um, I thought you were playing a heads-up Candyland sit-and-go. I remember all of the. I remember most of the cards from Candyland. Blue, green, double yep. blue, double, double green, green, purple, orange, orange double yellow. purple, double orange, double yellow, single yellow, and then there's some other ones I don't remember. But that's What's most. My, that is most of the cards. Yeah. Are, are there any other cards aside from colors and characters? No. No, like go back to? No, it's, it's the character. So sometimes if the character's behind you, you have to go back. The character's in front of you, you go forward. Yeah. And if you get Queen Frostine, it's all over as long as you don't draw another character. I think. That's right. And then you get to the end. And you win. Is there like a princess that you rescue or you just get to the magical candy have you, yeah, I think I don't think they've actually defined what that what your victory conditions are. It's you've reached the end of the Candyland board. Good job. You're four. <laughs> I think. Like What's, I don't think um, it's like. Oh, now you have to solve a puzzle. Can we do like an online Candyland game and bet on it? Yeah. I'd are you going to come that. up with the rules of the betting? <laughs> Yeah, if that's, you, you no, then I'm blue, then I'm not add in. One dollar to the pot. Oh, that's a good idea. It's a, <laughs> what's so a you, good idea? You could just make it like all random like that, like penalties for each uh, color, and then wh- whoever gets to the end first takes all the money. Is that like putting the money in? You should, I don't know. That just sounds complicated. It's. I have to admit, as boring as Candyland probably is to play as an adult, sounds way more exciting than your stupid soccer thing. No, no, no. Anyway. So now that we have TJ here for real. <laughs> Hi. Let's uh let's throw it to the hugging the rail aspect of our show. Not or segment. segment. Either one. Or episode. everybody we're back with our special guest tj who was just or i don't know why we paused but we did hi welcome, guys welcome back i'm welcome. back again good yep. tj um what what room are we going to be doing this week uh the palms at the palms at is that what it's palms? called <laughs> i don't know is the mgm called the mgm at the mgm <laughs> if it's I'm, not it should be it should um, no, but yeah, I've been, I played a few sessions at the Palms last week, so we'll talk about their new room. Is that How's the, the coffee? At the Palms or the other one? The Palms at the other place. How is the coffee at the Palms? I didn't drink any coffee again. What? What? <laughs> you were on a, uh, coffee downswing of some sort. Or, yeah, I guess I'm on a coffee slash green tea downswing. I've been drinking water. 
I don't understand what you think downswing means. Like, oh, I'm on a poker downswing. I haven't played poker. That's not usually how it goes. Ah, uh, well. If you've been ordering coffee and they've been bringing you other things, then yes. Or if you, like, order the coffee and knock it over before you get to drink any of it. Or if I burn my tongue on the first sip of coffee. That's running no. bad. Yeah, that's running bad. It's not really a downswing. You could you you could be in a downswing because you're running bad, but you're just playing bad too. Yeah. By yeah. not ordering coffee. By ordering coffee yeah, and then burning your tongue. Yeah. <laughs> you got to wait for it to. I mean, that's like overplaying aces. You're not running bad. You're just playing poorly. You got to wait for the coffee to cool down. You, you may think short term that it's variance, but you're just bad at coffee. <laughs> what, if, what if I only burn my tongue on coffee and not on green tea? Then is that variance? That's bad choices. You shouldn't yeah. put yourself in that position. Maybe we, yeah. I don't. Have you watched? There's some videos on Deuces Cracked about drinking coffee. I think. No, for something the, uh, different. Yeah. Yeah. Now for something different. <laughs> sipping drinks. They should do an entire beverage series. Okay. So anyway. Well, uh, Let's throw it. To, oh, did you have more about the poker room? <laughs> how how is what? Where did you play? Did you play one three? They have a one three. They they run a one three and a no limit and a two four limit. I played the uh, the one three no limit. Um, See, if, you, the, if you said you played the two four, I limit. played the two four <laughs> limit. The games were great. Um, I was sitting next to a seventy five year old woman <laughs> and an eighty five year old man smoking cigarettes through holes in their neck. Ooh. <laughs> that's not nice. It's true though. Yeah. Um <laughs> No, how I, how big is the Palms room? Like it, you said that they have those games kind of smallish, sounds like. It's only six tables, um, but it's really, really nice. They just they were just purchased or not purchased. Cantor Gaming took over the management of the poker room. Maybe I think it went official maybe in March or April of this year and they they shut it down while they remodeled reopened I want to say in May so really recently and the room is is really nice they redid the poker room as well as the sports book um the 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 poker room literally sits right next to the sports book the sports book has these huge TVs so I was actually at at my table my seat was facing the sports book, and it was actually really distracting because it's really, really nice. Tom would love um, that. Yeah, it's it's, it's Tom. It's, Tom doesn't like paying attention when he plays poker. He does not like paying attention when he plays poker. I told him he should he should pay attention, and uh, he's missing information. He was like, "Yeah, I, I, I'm not gonna play much longer." And then we played for like four more hours. That's see. because he's one of the best in his home game. In his home game. And it's because he didn't ever get to read Zach's book because he doesn't <laughs> read. Um, no, he, he read a little bit of it. He, the the cover? I don't know. He said a little bit. I assumed the cover. Nice. He got to Zach's name and found him on Twitter. There, there were some pictures with like the little captions underneath, so thumb through those. <laughs> um, what what was the company that you said took over the management? Uh, Cantor Gaming. Uh, they they run a lot of the sports books in Vegas, and from what I understand, they they did run. I I don't remember which poker room, but it's Palms is the first poker room that they're managing, and and I don't I don't know 
quite a while. Um, but it's really nice. They they put in it's all brand new tables, all brand new carpet, um, all brand new chairs. Like they have these huge red leather chairs, super comfortable. They're it's almost like you got you're sitting in a desk chair playing poker. Um, you said huge. Are they like like love seats? They're they're not love. They're huge chairs. Huge. They're like they're like a, a nice. It's like understand. a nice. It's like a really nice office chair. They're they're almost, they're literally almost that big. It's like an um, office for a giant. <laughs> yeah. No, and, that's good though. But they also yeah. do have one. It's they one right next chair. to the. <laughs> they have one they have king one, chair. One king chair. If you win the tournament, um, they have one table in its own room, like adjacent to the to the front desk of the poker room. And ask him what they use it for, and the dealer was like, "I don't know. We haven't used it yet." Time out. So, I guess if they run, if they have interest in a big, big by big, I mean like a two-five cash game, I guess they let them play in there. I don't know if they plan on having a huge tournament with six tables where the final table gets to go in their own room. How about you tell them a... that you're part of a claustrophobia support group, and you guys <laughs> you really need to play use that room? But it is really, really aesthetically pleasing room nice is it big like um like the the room in the aria or like bobby's room like that kind of big or is it just the table by itself it's it's the table by itself and it's maybe um maybe three or four feet of space around the table and it's just glassed off (laughs) very exclusive yeah it's very exclusive so it's like it's like bobby's room but they just call it robert's room (laughs) yeah you should yeah ask them if they haven't named it yet. See if they can get them to call it TJ's place. I was gonna say Badoogie's place, but if you want to go with TJ, well, you'll probably get more use out of it than we will. Uh, yeah, you can. Yeah, I can record from inside that room. Yeah. Yeah. What are you guys gonna use this room for? Recording podcasts. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, I like it. So uh, let us brand, know how that goes. Brand new room, uh, comfy chairs. How, how's the dealers? Dealers good. Um, dealers are good. Um, I didn't have any. None of them were incompetent, so I didn't have any problems with the dealers. Um, the the players actually last year during the World Series of Poker, um, Chuck from Deuces Crack said that's one of the the splashiest biggest like one two or one three games he's ever played in so it actually took me a year to get over there and play but the game the game did play pretty big um a lot of people you could buy in for 500 and the uh one three and people people were throwing money around i mean granted i played a short session have a short sample size but they um they allow a button straddle and nice pretty well it's a really it's it's a button straddle and you get ultimate last action pre-flop so it's a button straddle and action starts under the gun it goes around skips the button and it, until the action's completely closed off that's when the button finally gets tacked so it could be it could be four bets before the button has to it's it's crazy does anyone know the name of that kind of straddle Ultimate last act. I just figured. It's I, like a... I think that's actually what they call it. I don't know, but it's it's the first time I've seen it anywhere. It's like a Gulf of Mexico straddle. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was wondering if there was a name. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's like further further past the Mississippi straddle. It's all the way down. It's like the South American straddle. 
yeah. at this point. Um, you should ask them if they could name it TJ Straddle. Yeah. TJ. I feel like I need to play more there to build up my uh, rapport with Cantor before they start naming things after me. I have to, <laughs> I have to win one of their six table tournaments. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's possible that it's just first ask act gets it. It's like having you have the initiative, and they so, have the right of first refusal. Well, they may just call to see what you do on later streets. They might say, okay. Okay, we'll call it TJ Straddle, but we're not naming the room after you. (laughs) You have to win first. Okay. So is there anything that you didn't like about the Palms? Um, To be honest, I I wasn't a huge fan just of so many people straddling just because it effectively cuts the stacks in half. So it it leaves a little less room just for post-flop play, but it's... I mean, if you're looking for a room with a lot of action, it's decent money being thrown around. It's it's definitely a good. If you're looking for a little gamble, it's a good room to go play. But if you're looking for a lot of gamble, that's it's a good room to go play. But if you're looking for an empty room with a table in it, <laughs> it's a great room to go play. <laughs> I think we just wrote their commercial for them. <laughs> I don't see how anybody would not love to go play at the Palms right now. Yeah, um, I, I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, how about on, on that note, we uh, bring it in for a hug, yep. and then we'll go to our interview with John Friedberg. All right, let's hug it out. All right, everybody, we're back with our guest, John Friedberg, uh, World Series of Poker bracelet winner, uh, PokerAtlas.com. He does it all. Welcome. Hello there. Thanks for having me. To start it off, why don't you tell us, I know you guys, you do AllVegasPoker.com and then Poker Atlas. Maybe tell our listeners a little bit about what's been going on with those. Yeah, so um, I'm a longtime poker player and uh, just... Right around the time of Black Friday, I got involved with a company called All Vegas Poker, which is a um, pretty big site specializing in providing information on the Las Vegas poker scene. And uh, as part of an, uh, our efforts to expand beyond Las Vegas, we not too long ago acquired the site thepokeratlas.com, um, which is kind of similar information on poker rooms and tournament schedules and things pretty much throughout all of North America, all of the U.S. and Canada. So, um, yeah, my my goal is to provide the uh, best resource for poker players looking to find information on where to play poker. That sounds great. Um, I know that my buddy and I actually used the All Vegas Poker site uh, on our trip to Vegas in November because he was looking for some, you know, just smaller buy-in tournaments on a, a random Tuesday or a Wednesday and uh, actually worked out great for us. So um, tell us a little bit about how you got kind of involved on the business side of the poker industry from being a player yourself. Right. Well, um, I I fell in love with poker back when I was in college, um, when I was 18, which is many, many years ago. Um, But uh, I've always kind of, Loved poker and loved business. Um, I have a business background. I studied business in both undergrad and graduate school. 
Um, I have a little bit of an entrepreneurial background, having um, done a lot of work in the startup world. Um, when I first I first moved to Vegas in 2004, which was really just kind of taking a hiatus from the business world and uh, wanted to live here, play poker, travel around, have fun. And uh, I did that for a few years. And you know, basically after playing poker full time for about six years, I just decided that I wanted to get back into, well, I never really left the business world. I was still doing a lot of consulting and and advising some startup companies, but I wanted to get back into running a company myself. Mm-hmm. And uh, coincidentally, um, just over a year ago, I was approached by a friend of mine who had started the site, All Vegas Poker, and asked me if I had any interest in working together. And, uh, you know, one one thing led to another, and I ended up taking over the site from him um, in order to turn it into, you know, a larger uh, resource and community. And here I am. So, yeah, you know, it, it, poker and business are really very similar. Um, mm-hmm. I still play poker when I have time. Um, but lately I've just been focusing a hell of a lot more time on business, which, again, you know, a lot of the same thrills, the same challenges, a lot of, you know, similar types of decisions, but uh, just working towards different end goals <laughs> between the two. And lots of variants. Exactly. Lots of variants, but I'll tell you, a hell of a lot less variants in business. The more I was just having this conversation with somebody, I think, yesterday. Um, you know, when it comes to something like business or golf or, you know, most other things, your outcome is directly um what's the word I'm thinking of? Uh basically directly proportionate to the amount of effort you invest into it. Uh, highly correlated is the word I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Poker not always, you know, not always the case. You can study your ass off in poker. You can be the best poker player in the world, make all the right decisions, but so much of your fate is determined by the cards. Um, true, true. So in business, you could basically generate your own one time, is what you're saying. But basically, if you <laughs> if you have a good head on your shoulders and you have, you know, you have a clue what you're doing, yes, you can. You have more than one time if you're <laughs> if you're doing nice. business right. That's good. Um, awesome. Uh, so, as part of like the the All Vegas Poker thing, I thought that that did really well. Do you think that uh, Poker Atlas, when you bought it, was it kind of on the same level, or did you guys put a lot of work into it to kind of get to where it is? Is it at that level yet? Right. That's a good question. Um, All Vegas Poker was very established. Um, when I took, uh, sort of started running the company, Poker Atlas, on the other hand, not so much. Um, the site was, you know, the, the difference between the two is that All Vegas Poker has very comprehensive information and a pretty big community built into the site. Lots of people in the discussion forums and lots of people writing room reviews and writing trip reports and things. Um, the Poker Atlas site was very sort of two-dimensional, um, just information, you know, very top-level information on poker rooms and where they're located and upcoming tournament schedules. The site is still very similar to how it was when we acquired it a few months ago, Mm -hmm. but we're nearing the final stages of a complete uh, or what we're calling a massive expansion of the site where we're adding lots of new features, um, a lot more information, and basically making the site... um, 
you know, a hell of a lot better. Good. Um, it's kind of, you know, a lot of people ask the question, like, well, is that going to compete with AVP? Um, you know, what's going to be the difference between the two? Basically, all Vegas Poker and the Poker Atlas are going to become much more of a single site, um, a single resource where if people want to find, inf- you know, any anything they want to know about where to play poker, whether it's in Las Vegas or Atlantic City or California, Colorado, um, that information will be found on the Poker Atlas. And we will obviously continue running All Vegas Poker, but not necessarily as an informational site. So, okay. we're, you know, we're still finalizing how all that is going to, uh, you know, turn out in the end. But to sum everything up, yeah, um, Atlas is is still sort of in its infancy right now um, compared to what it's going to be in about another month or so. Nice, yeah. I, was, I wasn't going to ask if they were really going to compete, but it seems like there's definitely some overlap in there. Um, and that, it seems like you have a pretty strong like community sense with the All Vegas Poker in addition to just the information. And uh, mm-hmm. looking at the sites, obviously the information is going to overlap, but... Um, I'm kind of excited to see where you take it. Um, the the way that I kind of described it to Bryce was that All Vegas Poker is the uh, the information part because I hadn't seen the trip reports and the room reviews and the rankings and stuff. And then uh, the Poker Atlas was for everywhere else in North America. Right. But but it seems like this is um, this is good stuff to have as far as, you know, so that somebody doesn't have to go necessarily dig through two plus two for trip reports or, uh, I know that there's a couple other Vegas sites that do the same type of thing, but just for general casinos and not necessarily poker specific. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of a different, uh, clientele. So, um, definitely an awesome resource. What about, um, you said that you still play some poker as well. I do. Um, I haven't played a whole lot in the last year or so, but um, I'm I'm certainly going to uh, leave some time in my schedule available to play a few of the World Series events this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't played any yet, but I'm planning on uh, starting this weekend either with a 1500 or a 1K or both. <laughs> nice. Um, and I'm hoping to play maybe three, four, five prelims, and then I. You know, absolutely, we'll play the main event. I wouldn't miss that for the world. Nice, yeah. the The main event, I hear, if you, if you're around town, there's just it's worth playing like every year, pretty much. Even if you suck at poker, it's still worth playing the main event. There's so much value in that tournament, um, and it's just there's so much publicity surrounding it, and so many people dream of playing in the World Series of Poker that you get so many just completely random people that somehow come <laughs> up with $10,000 to play in this thing. How do you think it compares with like the some of the 1500 1K prelim no limit events? Like is it really that much better of a field? I would say it's a hell of a lot softer. Really? And uh, you know, and and there's a hell of a lot more, you know, obviously a lot of money up grabs, but there's a lot more chips in play too, so you can really you can really just abuse the fish and you know in the main event much more so than than the one Ks. So I mean if you think about it, like in some of these one Ks or fifteen hundreds they might get what, three thousand players. Um mm-hmm. in, in a couple of cases last year I think they might have had four thousand on some two day events. 
Um, you know, how many people out of that field do you think are, you know, good players? Maybe 500 out of 4,000 are decent players, give or take. I don't know. You take that and you basically double the field size. So now you have 8,000 players. And uh, you still don't have more than those same 500 people that are good at, you know, they know how to play no limit. Mm-hmm. So it, it does soften up the field quite a bit. I mean, last year I thought that the, the, the fields and the prelims had gotten a lot. I think every year they've pretty much gotten tougher and tougher. But the main event just doesn't necessarily, maybe towards the end, like as you get into, you know, day six and seven and whatnot, the field is gets pretty tough. But I think, you know, days one, two, three, four, from my experience, have been, they have not gotten any tougher over the last few years, like the prelims have. That's, it's kind of counterintuitive to me, because I would think, oh, lower buy-in, people be like, ah, you know, what the hell, I'll throw $1,000 down and see how it goes, where 10k is so big, but I guess the prestige of, oh, I could win the main event, and I could be the next Jamie Gold is really on some people's mind. It, it is. It's like the whole maybe Chris, not the Jamie Gold part, but the rest. <laughs> of it. I don't. I don't think people aspire to be Jamie Gold as much as Chris Moneymaker, <laughs> but, or, the, or the Darwin Moon type, right? But you Just know, a like lot a... of people and uh, a lot of people that are out of touch with the poker world, which happens to be most poker players in on this planet, they don't even realize that there's you know 59 events before the main event. All they know about is the main event. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, to a lot of people, they think, oh, I'm going to... A lot of people, you know, they fly from around the world to come out and play the main event, more so than they do, if, you know, to come in for, like, a 1K or something. Absolutely. So I guess that's where all the, you know, all this, all these players come from. I don't know any other explanation. <laughs> nice. So, um, do you live in Las Vegas? I do. Yeah, I've lived in Vegas for about eight years now. And so, kind of kind of going with that like how how do you think that things have kind of changed you know obviously there there's no more like not as many online satellites anymore um now that's kind of post black friday how is stuff changing in the vegas poker scene as well as kind of today compared to a couple of years ago it's really changed a lot um you know the action has has definitely uh it's definitely slowed down from where it was a couple of years ago I think what you what you know the most the biggest difference that I notice is is like in the higher buy-in tournaments. Um, you know, you used to have like you know whatever like one k buy-ins. I'm not talking about World World Series is kind of a, its own animal, but mm-hmm. separate from the World Series, whether it's Venetian deep stack events or um, you know Bellagio prelims and and their tournament series that they run. Um, you know, you used to see like these thousand, two thousand dollar buy-ins that would still get decent fields, and nowadays, like even a, a three fifty or a five hundred dollar buy-in, there's just you know the not the same amount of money around Vegas. You know, not not these turnouts that you know these three hundred dollar buy-in events that used to get huge fields are now getting much smaller fields, um, and then you're also seeing a lot of pros that. Previously, wouldn't play anything, you know, less than a 1K buy-in. Now you see them grinding like the the $300 events and things. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely um, Vegas has definitely been hit, probably more so than most other markets, from from what I understand. Um, But that said, you know, there's 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 
always a ton of great poker action here. Um, you know, a lot of the rooms are pretty busy all the time. I think just, you know, in the tournament scene, in the tournament series scene, things have definitely changed quite a bit. Cash game, like the tourist action is, is you know, probably the same as it always was. There's just, you know, I think on the professional poker scene, it's just a little bit different here now. Do you, do you play much cash as well, or just mostly stick to tournaments? You know, I'm, uh, I was a tournament player for a long time, and then I got a, uh, a, a sponsorship deal from an online site a couple of years ago and started to uh, play cash. So I now consider myself pretty well-versed in both. I mean, I've, I've played cash you know, my whole life, but I didn't mm. really consider myself a, a specialist, um, until I started to beat the you know six max no limit games online a couple of years ago, so yeah now I, I enjoy both cash games and tournaments. Um, okay, nice. Um, as part of our our usual show, we have a segment where we bring our friend TJ on, who also lives in Vegas, and he kind of he goes around to a different room each week and kind of reviews it. Do you have like a a favorite room that you like to play tournaments or cash or both or just a favorite place in general? You know, um, if when typically when I play, I'll play like five ten or bigger. So I'll generally play at one of like four rooms. I'll either play at the Win, at Aria, at Bellagio, or at Venetian. Mm-hmm. Um, simply because those are really the four rooms that spread five ten and bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't generally play too much bigger than that, but you know, I'll typically five typically play five ten, sometimes ten twenty. Um, for tournaments, you know, I'll I'll go where the action is. As long as they have, you know, a, a comfortable venue, and I would say most poker rooms in town do, and mm-hmm. you know, good tournaments to play. I I don't really have any any favorites necessarily. Um, but again, you know, because I I generally play like five ten, I'm kind of limited as to where I can play. But if mm-hmm. you know, if you're playing like one two or two five. Um, especially one, two, there's so many great options to choose from, you know, just depends whether you like sort of the more big crowded rooms like Aria, or if you want some of them, you know, smaller intimate rooms like, I don't know, Monte Carlo, for example. Um, there's really something for everyone here, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I sort of hop around. Nice. Uh, do you drink coffee while you play ever? (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, I, I, I've, Drank coffee um, a lot when I was working before I started playing poker, um, and then I stopped drinking coffee for a number of years. And kind of recently, I started drinking coffee again. But for the most part, no, I don't like to get too amped up when I'm playing live poker, just because it just makes me antsy and it, you know, it doesn't make the game move any faster. <laughs> I like to drink coffee when I'm trying to be productive, um, but I find that you know, in sitting at a live poker table uh you know the the faster my mind goes sort of the the more bored i get sitting there <laughs> so <laughs> the sense. answer the long answer to your short question is no i don't typically drink coffee when i'm when i'm playing poker although if i'm if i'm were to be you know 10 tabling online different story but sitting you know grinding a single table live not so much nice we're trying to see which uh which poker room has the best coffee in vegas so if uh 
okay. We'll we'll check out the trip reports on All Vegas. I mean, is there <laughs> is there any better coffee than than Starbucks? I have uh, a serious question because a lot of the rooms have Starbucks, uh, you know, right next to the poker room. So. Oh, true, true. Um, I forget which one TJ said they liked. He switches it up on us so much. Now he starts drinking green tea. Okay. Um, I think it was the MGM. I think it was the Bellagio. MGM. Bellagio. Oh, it's Bellagio. Okay. Bellagio MGM was coffee. the first one he had green tea, and he just now we have no baseline for comparing rooms now that he's not drinking the same beverage in each place in Las Vegas. <laughs> well, I do know that I, I always appreciate the poker rooms that offer Fiji water. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, or some sort of premium water up, you know, beyond the just the the private label brand. You know, the whatever the casino brand water that they have there quarter quarter cup bottles right um bellagio was always known for having like the best drink selection mm-hmm. um and then then aria opened and i'm pretty sure aria has an excellent drink selection as well um but I, it's kind of a it, it's it's sort of a steve Wynn thing so i think when he opened up the win um Definitely, the Wynn has an excellent drink selection as well. So, if I had to guess, I'd say it's it's either Wynn, Bellagio, or Aria. Nice. But, I think we're we're gonna send TJ to the Wynn soon because he says he never plays there. So yeah, I like the Wynn. I I definitely one of my favorite rooms. They have, you know, great service, nice chairs, comfortable chairs. That's what I say, and it's it's comfy. It's got a nice pokery feel to it. Not that the other rooms don't, but <laughs> there's right. just something like whenever they opened it up in 2005, 2006, like they had like Negranu there, and the whole room is just kind of geared towards like poker memorabilia. They've got like the cool old school like French drawings of the kings and stuff on the wall. I like the feel of the wind, so that's me personally. But yeah, you know what else is really cool? There are those uh, those card houses that they have inside. Yeah, of the, those are exactly cool. that kind of stuff. It's uh-huh. cool little like poker related card uh, uh, like decorations and accoutrements of sorts. So um, I want to go to yeah. the wind now. I I, been. That's you have to come. Yeah. I, I, when it was just poker and coffee, I wasn't interested. But now that I know there's card houses and French kings, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so, John, do you have anything else as far as like uh, stuff that you want to promote? Are you? Do you have a stand at the World Series? We do have a stand at the World Series in a uh, in a, a long lost hallway that <laughs> isn't. We're not getting a whole lot of, uh, of passers by where where we're currently set up, but. We actually are offering a pretty cool promotion right now um, just to sort of lead up to the, the launch or the relaunch of our site, the Poker Atlas. We're, uh, we're giving away six 550 mega satellite entries into the main event. Nice. Um, what we're doing is we're um, – if you go to our website <clears throat> or stop by the booth if you happen to be in Las Vegas, either one um, – just enter your information. It's like your first, last name, email, birthday, whatever. And you're entered into a random drawing. Every Friday at 6 o'clock p.m. local time, Las Vegas time, we randomly pull a name out from those who um, submitted their entries. And uh, that person wins a uh, $550 mega satellite entry. Um, they're running a 550 I think, every day at the Rio and 
in the few days prior to the main event, I think they're running two or three a day. Nice. And uh, if, you know, each entry is good for multiple drawings. So if you were to go right now and sign up, um, your entry will be good for tomorrow's drawing, next Friday's drawing, and then I think two more after that. I think we have four drawings left. We've done two so far. So go to uh, PokerAtlas.com, click on that banner at the top of the screen, and uh, sign up. That's a pretty good deal there. Oh, yeah, yeah definitely. Free awesome. money. Free money all over the place. Um, Do we need well, to wait I, while you fill that out, Jordan? Uh, can I mail it in? <laughs> it's, it's, can you fax it? <laughs> yeah, you can yeah, I don't print have it to be, and fax it, no problem. <laughs> don't have to be present to win? Uh, you do not have to be present to win. However, if you do win, you ha- certainly have to be present to claim your prize. We're, we're not sending cash out to people, so <laughs> you do not have to be in Vegas to, to, to win the drawing. But if you do win, we certainly recommend that you get your ass out to Vegas so you can claim your prize and, and play the event. I mean, depending on the tournament structure, you might be able to just blind your way into a seat, right? I mean, how hard can it be? <laughs> That's not a bad idea. I mean, how how many times did Vinny Vin cash in the World Series without actually being there? At least twice, right? Wow, yeah, Vinny Vin. I I was I was in a, a an event that Vinny Vin outlasted me when he didn't even show up for day two. <laughs> Have you thought about incorporating that into your own strategy? That's not a bad idea. <laughs> not a bad idea. Well, let's find out how we can do that. <laughs> it's hard hard to get first. It is very hard to get first. It is. I mean, if you can get everyone else to not show up also, then you might have a chance. <laughs> that would be the weirdest chop in World Series history. Just blind, <laughs> blinding down until the blinds get so high that it's one whole person stack and whoever is in the big blind first. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be fun to watch, like a... An online simulation of that, where we everyone just sits back and watches and sees what would happen in, say, a hundred-player tournament where nobody shows up. I was watching the final table stream of the triple draw event. It couldn't be much less exciting than that. So, <laughs> <laughs> did you even see? I mean, the, you know, poker is can be really boring to watch when you don't see the action. But when you're dealing with a game like triple draw, where you you know, there are no community cards, and you can't really even tell what draw they're on. Yeah, or, I mean, you know. they have an announcer who's announcing kind of play-by-play, but yeah, it's yeah. still, if it doesn't go to, like, showdown, it's like, oh, he drew two, he drew one, he checked, he bet, he folded, and you haven't seen a single card. It's sort of boring. Yes. <laughs> well, that's that's why now you have to announce your action. So that'll be less boring. <laughs> what do you guys think about that role? What's the general consensus on this show for that? We actually well, go, yeah, ahead. go ahead. I was gonna say we had Nolan Dalla on last week and he was talking about, you know, trying to generate table chatter, make it more interesting, get people talking. And while I see that side of it, for me it still comes down to I don't understand why it's necessary and I don't feel like it adds anything to the game. It it just seems I don't know. It's it seems obligatory. It doesn't seem like it's actually helping in any way. It's just annoying people. Yeah. Yeah. I I kind of tend to agree. His his thing is that he they they want to get more people involved so that, you know, when somebody sees 
you know, on ESPN is they say, okay, I feel like these guys are talking. These guys are real people. They aren't just hoodies and sunglasses and headphones. And that's something that I want to go do. And I, I think that that's definitely important, but I don't know if having them say three million actually accomplishes, you know, what they're trying to accomplish. But I do kind of commend them for trying, but if, you know, it it seems like it's unpopular, then I, you know, the the players are in the end the customers. So I feel like yeah. kind of going with with what they some sometimes your customers don't know exactly what they want, but you know, if it's obvious that they are displeased then maybe we tried it and it didn't work and we'll we'll see what happens in the future with it or maybe next year it'll be the biggest world series ever because of it yeah, i don't I mean, know it, it's a fine line for me i think there's like on one hand showing your cards to the camera probably is not something that was super popular when they introduced it but it has revolutionized the game it made it more popular you can show it on tv so like rule changes for the sake of the betterment of the game i can't disagree with this one to me doesn't seem like it adds a lot i was watching the limit hold'em stream today and there was plenty of table chatter without people announcing action it was just if you get people interacting at the table it's interesting if they're gonna sit with their hoodies on they're not but him saying check and then going putting his headphones back on doesn't change a lot either (laughs) right yeah what do you think about it have you been out there and heard what people are saying about it or yeah i think um you know, generally people are not too. The, the players seem to be not too thrilled with it. Um, like you guys said, the World Series is just trying to create, you know, better, more a, a, attraction around the game, better ratings, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. My personal view on it is that it's it's not the players' responsibility to do that. I think um, I, I don't think it's right to ask the. I don't think it's right to require players to do something that has no impact on the game itself just to draw, try to draw a bigger audience. I mean, that mm-hmm. would be like going, you know, how many people watch the you know PGA events? A, a lot of people, right? I right. bet there'd be a hell of a lot more people if the golfers, like, did a, you know, ran up to the tee before they swung, like Happy Gilmore style. <laughs> but the PGA would never ask golfers to do that because it, you know, it, I don't know. You're like asking people to reveal certain. I don't know. I, I don't think it's necessarily fair to ask the players to do that because it, you know, some players. Uh, it, it's not like a, a, a requisite part of the game. Right. They're just trying to help build build a fan base around the game, and you know, and, you know, some people might have a squeaky voice when they're bluffing, or some people you know, don't want to give away any information. <laughs> it just yep. seems like it's not a fair request, in my opinion. I kind of agree with that. And if they were going to do it, like, why why do it just at the final table when, like, all the money is on the line, you know, instead of the whole tournament where it's like, okay, this year you have to do it the whole tournament so that when you get to the final table it's not a big surprise, so to speak. I don't know. But, right. um yeah, if it's a rule, it's a rule, but it's not up to the players at a final table to try to stimulate interest for, you know, outside viewers. I mean, if if Rio wants to or the World Series wants to make it more appealing, you know, put a commentator in the booth, you know, hire, you know, hire somebody to to say funny things or or make some comment, you know, commentary or make fun of the players for looking funny or something. I would do that for free. 
Absolutely. Right? <laughs> Isn't and that, that, that Norman Chad's job? The same thing. <laughs> Norman Chad is, is a professional insulter. I would do it as an, at the amateur level, so I'm still eligible for the Olympics. <laughs> good, right? good. Probably for a tenth of whatever they pay him. I have no idea what they pay him, but um, it would be a hell of a lot of fun to do. We should yeah. just do it. We should just do our own. Let's just, let's just make fun of people right now. We probably shouldn't do that. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll just set up a stream and then tell them to mute the ESPN stream and put our audio on. Oh, you're the dummy bets. Ha ha. <laughs> I think that would be yeah, let's see who who watches more. Whether whether people watch more from, you know, our podcast doing or whatever our live stream, our counterfeit pirated live stream, or theirs. <laughs> yes, I think I think we're onto something. It'd be more fun to find out how many days or weeks we can get get away with doing that before they before they caught wind of it. I don't know. Based on this podcast, it'll probably be a while before they notice. Yeah, it'll probably be a long <laughs> while. <laughs> I mean, if that's something, you know, the Poker Atlas, if this whole, like, information about poker rooms doesn't take off and you want to just make fun of people who are on live streams, let us know. Yeah, we... It's, not, it's a different direction, but... Hey, I'm, I'm, you know, that's one of my other strengths. I'd be happy to participate, but let me, let me, let's see how things go with Atlas first. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it Sounds in mind. good. Sounds good. Well, um, check it out, Poker Atlas and uh, thepokeratlas.com and All Vegas Poker. Do you have a Twitter or a Facebook account that people can follow you on and get updates? Or Yes. Um, our, our Poker Atlas account is at Poker Atlas. Mm-hmm. Um, however, depending on what you're looking for, we have about 40 different Twitter accounts for Poker Atlas that um, tweet poker tournament information for all the upcoming events. Um, so, for example, if you live in Las Vegas and you're looking for information on where to play, on Twitter, follow Poker Las Vegas. Um, and uh, I think in Los Angeles, we have a Twitter account, Los Angeles Poker, etc. Um, and, uh, yeah, let's see. Our All Vegas Poker Twitter is at AVPoker. And, uh, yeah, that's it. We, we have Facebook accounts, too, but... You know, Twitter is a hell of a lot more fun, I think. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I agree. Well, thanks a lot for coming on, John. Um, it's definitely a good resource. And, you know, for all the poker that's out there, Las Vegas or not, um, it's definitely good to get live people, people in the live games, in the live tournaments, and have a good resource so that when you're you're wondering what to do when your poker game's canceled on Thursday night, know that there's like a hundred dollar buy-in or a 250 or a 300 right down the street or even like a 50 dollar buy-in tournament so uh, right. thanks a lot you bet thank you guys very much for having me had a good time uh, now we'll uh throw it to mitch's minute Hey, this is Mitch's Minute. Today I'm settling the debate on which is better, cats or dogs. I've owned a dog and currently have cats, so I'm an objective adjudicator. To get to the point, dogs are clearly better than cats. The only reason to have a cat is you're unable to have a dog due to circumstances or not wanting the responsibility, the latter making you a terrible person. 
Dogs are domesticated, selfless pets, always happy to see you and giving without expecting anything in return. Cats are wild, selfish animals. Everything a cat does is to get food or attention. You may mistake your cat rubbing against your leg as affection, but it is just manipulating you to achieve whatever goal it has in mind. To display my point, there is an anecdote, which I'll assume is fact, that if somebody dies in their house... Dogs will go many days before resorting to eating the owner's body due to starvation. A cat will wait only a day or two. People think it's adorable when cats comfort nursing home patients in the last days of their life, but I think we're misunderstanding this sinister act. So that was Mitch's Minute. All right, I'd like to thank John for coming on. Also, thank you very much to Mitch, and uh, thank you, very special thank you to TJ for filling in while Tom was unable to make it. You're welcome. I wish everybody was here to say you're welcome. It sounded so much more polite when it's a thank you, you're welcome, instead of just blindly thanking people. Um, visit our website, badoogieallstars.com. Maybe TJ will send us more pictures of the World Series and we can post them. Maybe. Hint, hint. Oh, Maybe. he heard it. He heard us. Um, follow us on Twitter, badoogieallstars. You can like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Stars. You can go to our page and do those same. There's like buttons, there's follow buttons, all that stuff. Um, listen on Stitcher if you want. Um, still don't really know how that site works, but it's there. Um, 100 bucks, right? Yeah, you could win 100 bucks. They do a weekly drawing and sometimes even import all of our episodes. Um, not that I'm bitter. Uh, if you're listening on iTunes, give us a rating. It would be great. It makes us feel loved. Um, if you want us to review a hand, send it in. We did that one from Mike G last time. We're always looking for more hands that are not played by Tom and TJ. Um, Damn. No, we we love your hands too, TJ. You have nice hands, by the way. Um, <laughs> but we're looking to diversify. That's all. Mm-hmm. But, yep. But anyway, until next time, where Tom will be back and can tell us all about how well he did in the triple draw event, since we didn't reveal a thing this week. That'll be wonderful. It will be wonderful. Um, so yeah, until next time, this is Nixon the Grouch. This is two for our suit. This is Tom. <laughs> you sound so different. Uh, later. time I come home, he rolls up on his back and he shoves his junk in my face. <laughs>